Starting and running a business is hard, but you don't have to do it alone. Whether you're an established business owner or thinking about starting a side hustle to earn extra income, I am here to teach you how to show up as your unfiltered self, level up your business, and thrive as a mompreneur. Let's embrace the chaos and start enjoying the journey together. I'm Amy Tra, and you're listening to the Motivated Mompreneur Podcast. Welcome back into the Motivated Mompreneur Podcast, everyone. I am joined today by April Hyatt. We are going to talk all things websites, tips, tricks, before you dive into the whole wonderful world of websites. I am so excited to introduce April Hyatt to the Motivated Mompreneur Podcast. Welcome in. Thanks. I'm excited to be here. So great to talk to you today because this can be a very overwhelming and daunting subject for so many of us. But before we dive into that, tell us a little bit more about yourself. Who are you and what do you do? All right, you bet. So I am a mom of three and I'm actually an empty nester mom. And you know what? It is so awesome. It is so fun to have my kids up at house. Um, I know some people think it's scary, but I'm one of those people that love every minute of it. So anyway, it's fun. Now my kids are adults and I love it. I love the new relationship with them and it's kind of fun. So um, anyway, and then I am a website builder and I actually got into doing this because one of my kids was struggling with um, some mental health concerns when he was a teenager. And I was looking for help and I couldn't find it. And I couldn't find a really because I did what most people do. You get on the internet, you look for, you know, you do a search on Google and you look at the websites and I literally couldn't find what I needed. And I had a friend say, April, go, go, go talk to these people over here. And I, I did what we all do. I checked them out on their website first and it was so bad. I, I just said, no, I, I just can't. They're just, no, it's not good. She, and she said, April, I promise you they're really good. You really need to talk to them. So I did, and they were perfect and they were exactly what I needed and after about a year of working with them, I got to know the owner and I said, you know, you really need a better website. And he said, I know we just don't have time. How about if you do it? And I said, okay, but, and at this point I had never built a website before ever. This was about seven years ago. And he said, no, actually you're, you're the ideal person to build it because you're a mom and you're our ideal client and you know what moms are looking for. So if you could go figure that out, I'll pay you to do it for us. And so he literally did. He paid me to go learn how to do it and how to build it. And then I built, he had 10 different uh, programs that I built the websites for. And then there were other therapists and stuff within that started reaching out and it just grew from there. So Yeah. That's incredible though. I mean, talk about just being thrown into a situation. It's like, you know, throwing a kid in a swimming pool and be like, okay, here, swim. I mean, that's incredible right. how you, you rose up to the challenge and you've learned so much from it. I'm sure because oh, yeah. learning to build a website, especially, I mean, technology really has come a long way in recent years of making things much more drag and drop versus having to know the whole coding and backend, but there's still a lot that goes into it. So right. what advice- yes, for sure. Yeah, definitely. So what advice can you give our listeners before you even start looking to build a website, what are some things that we should know? What should we keep in mind before we even start building it? That's a great question. So I have some specific thoughts on that because 
I do get quite a few clients that come to me and they say, April, I'm ready. I got a business. Let's build a website. And we go through some, and I'll tell you what the questions are, but we go through some questions and, and I think, ah, uh, not quite. We got a few things we got to iron out first. So number one, the first thing that you want to do is figure out exactly what your service is or what your product is. You have to know what it is you're selling. You can't just be like, for example, a life coach. We need to know what, what your program is, what it is that you're doing and how you help people. And then with that, you want to know exactly who it is you work with and who you serve. And, and I'm just going to use life coach as an example, just because that's an easy one. But people that say I'm a life coach, that doesn't tell me anything. Do you work with moms? Do you know, like you do, Amy, do you work with um, divorcing women? Do you work with men? Do you work with, um, and, and not just men in general, like, do you help men over 50 or, you know, you just want to be very specific about who it is you work with. And then you want to know exactly what problem it is you're solving. And I'm sure these are all the things, Amy, you have taught in, and everybody else in the podcast, I'm sure our listeners have heard all this before, but you really have to know that because when you're building your website, you got to know who it is you're talking to and how it is you're helping them. And then a couple of other things, you want to be really clear on what people are supposed to do to work with you. What is your process for somebody to work with you? So I get to your website and I'm looking around and I'm thinking, okay, yeah, you're awesome. I want to work with you. So what do I do? So have a process in place. Like number one, they schedule an appointment with you. Number two, you set up a plan and you go through whatever your process is called. And then number three, you do whatever that happens to be. So Know what the process is before you build the website, because you're going to want to put it on the website. And if you have no idea how people are going to get to you, it's really hard to build. And um, yeah, those are the, the biggest things to know ahead of time. And then last, if you know some of your branding. Now, branding is a whole nother topic that I'm sure you talk about in other episodes. In fact, I just listened to one this morning um, where you were talking to somebody about branding, but part of your branding is your colors and your fonts and your logo. And you want to be consistent wherever you are. If you're on social media and your colors are blue and purple, then you get to your website, your color should still be blue and purple. When you go to Pinterest, your colors are still blue and purple. Your logo's the same. Everything's the same everywhere you go. But if you don't know what that is, it's really hard to build a website because then you end up with something that's kind of haphazard and 12 different colors and you're putting different stuff different places. And anyway, it just doesn't look consistent or coherent. Is that the right word? Like, you know, where it's the same. So, so important. I love that because without clarity, you're going to have a hot mess of a website. People are going to come to it. They'll be very confused on what they're supposed to do, what their even next step should be. But by getting really clear on that, it makes it easier to develop. You can get that messaging honed in and make that process simple. People love to know the three steps. Okay, three steps. Yes, I can do this, this, and this. Don't assume they know it. So thank you. Thank you for preaching that because clarity is so key to figuring out marketing, messaging, where you're going to be, why you're there, what you're doing. It, it makes an impact in every single part of business. So right. once we get clear and identify 
those pieces, what should our next step be? So the next step, um, well, once you're clear, the, uh, the next step is to figure out which technology you want to use, to be honest with you. And there's lots of different good ones out there. Um, I'm a WordPress website person, but I use a drag and drop page builder. I use Elementor. I don't code. I don't do all the, you know, the developer, you know, stuff like that. There are some great things out there, but there are other website builders too. You know, you know, if you're not comfortable with that one, if you like Squarespace or you like Wix or you like, you know, um, show it, or even if you have, um, Kajabi or anything like that. Honestly, the best thing to do is whichever one is easiest for you to use, go with that. Because don't you don't want to let technology be the thing that stops you from building a website. And so just go with whichever one you can learn the quickest that's going to be the easiest for you to set up and, and go with that. Yes. We always tend to make things way too complicated. I know I do. Maybe I'm speaking in generalities here, but stop overcomplicating it. Look right. at all of your options. There, Like you mentioned, there's so many out there. See what feels good. See what integrates with your payment platform. See what integrates with your, what you're already using. Because trust me, yes. that's going to save you so much time on the back end. I wish I would have, have taken that time to look and see what integrated with the wife before I had mine yeah. built, but hey, and, you know, and you know what, what that, it is. Oh yeah. And that's a huge thing too, is, is what you said there is what integrates because you, you're going to, there are a couple of pieces of technology that everybody needs. And, you know, I, I believe everybody needs a website. So you're going to hear me preach that all day long. Um, but I also think you need a like a calendar, a place for people to schedule with you. You need an email service provider, one that's going to automate all of your emails. And if you, but you need those pieces to talk to each other. And if you pick something where the pieces can't integrate together and they can't talk to each other and you can't figure out how to make them all work together, you got to pick something else because you really do need something that integrates everything together and, or at least is able to talk to each other. Absolutely. So what tips can you have uh, or can you give our listeners when you're developing a website or looking for someone to build a website for you? When you are, there's actually a couple of different questions, but when you, if you're, if you I'll start with the second question and then go back to the first yeah, one. Let's the see that. One's a shorter answer. So when you're looking for somebody to will build a website for you, look at the examples, look at their portfolio, because that's going to tell you a lot about how good they are. And when you're looking at examples of what they build, you want to look at not just how it looks, but also what's on it. Like, is there a link to their calendar? Is there a link to, you know, how you can set up an appointment with them? Is there a link to make a payment? Is there, you know, so all of those things that you want to integrate, is there a link to sign up for their lead magnet? Make sure that whoever's building the website builds websites that have those things so that you know that you're getting somebody that does that. You also have to look at what different, website designers will ask for because not all of them are the same. Some people will say, hey, I can build you a website. You provide all the images. You provide all the content. You tell me exactly what you want on it and every single page on there, and then I'll build it for you. 
Well, if you don't know any of that information, because you're thinking the website person's doing that, but you're thinking, well, isn't that your job? Like, isn't that what I'm hiring you for? Then it doesn't really help you. So you have to look at what services that website person is providing for you. Are they going to help you write the content? Are they going to give you suggestions on images? Are they going to pull stock photos for you? You know, are they, do they know what they're doing and they can talk you through all right, here's your business. And here's some of the pages I think, you know, that I recommend you have. And then they have a conversation with you about it. And together you guys go through the process. That's different than, you know, saying, hey, here you go, do it all. I mean, you know, heck, if all of my clients just handed me everything, that would be great. But, you know, anyway, and then there's a huge difference in pricing. I mean, there really is in website designers. It's, it's you know, it can be as cheap as, you know, $200 up to $10,000. I've seen up to 80, I, I don't charge $80,000 or even 10, but there are a lot of people out there that do, but it depends. So, you know, price isn't everything. You really have to look at what you're getting and what that person is providing for you. So anyway, those are just my suggestions on what to look for. Definitely. And then so I'll pause doing... and see if you have anything else. Yeah, so basically <laughs> do your research. Make sure you know what you're getting for what you're paying. Know what that experience is going to look like on the front end. Ask those questions because any reputable business owner will be more than happy to answer any of your questions. What are some red flags that, that we should run if we start seeing when we're looking into someone to build our website? Uh, I think that some of the red flags are if the person's not communicating well with you, if they want, now, some people want all of the payment up front. I think that's a little scary. Now, I, I require half up front, um, but, and that's kind of the standard among the industry because, you know, we're going to spend time, we're going to do stuff. But if somebody wants everything up front, that's kind of scary to me. If they don't meet with you and get all of the information ahead of time, you know, in exactly what it is you want, they talk about your branding, unless the person's doing the branding for you, but they get a really good idea of who you are and what your business is going to be. I think it's hard if you have to provide everything. If if it's just a designer that says, yeah, send me all the stuff. I think that's really hard because then you just end up with a website that isn't you. I, I I just, I don't know. If you can provide everything, you could probably build it yourself. I don't know. <laughs> exactly. No, those are, so. that's great advice. So circling back to the first question, what tips can you give us for building our own websites? Yeah, you bet. So this is my favorite thing to talk about actually, or just some fun tips that I think, and some things that I see that people do that I think, oh, if they would just do this little thing, it would be better. So the number one piece of advice I have, and I actually have seven, but if you hear nothing else out of this podcast, remember this number one tip. It's called the five second test. Other people call it different things. I just call it that. But when somebody gets to your website, they need to know in the first five seconds that they're in the right place. They need to know who you help, how you help them, the problem you solve, and then what they're supposed to do to get it. And you want them to know that without scrolling. So if I get to your website, whether it's on the phone or on a laptop, and you want, this has to be true on the phone too, is do I know I'm in the right place? And most of us moms were, were busy. If I get, if I'm looking for an answer to something, like when I was looking for help for my, for my son, if I didn't find it on the website really fast, I was done. 
click away. I'm moving on to the next thing. So just make sure that that very top portion of your website has that information. And the biggest mistake I see people make in that is they'll do one of two things. They'll either make their header really tall and their logos ginormous. And, and I love logos as much as the next person, but nobody cares about your logo as much as you do. So it can be small. It's okay. It really can. What's most important is that headline information that's going to grab me in and tell me what you do. Give me some information right there. And um, anyway, so the biggest mistake I see is those ginormous headers. So get rid of that and tell me what you do in five seconds. And then be sure you tell me exactly who you're working with. And we talked about this a little bit too, but be really specific about who it is that you help. When I was looking for help for my son, I was looking for somebody that worked with teenage boys. I didn't, and I was looking, he had some mental health things. So I was looking for a, a therapist, but it had to be a man because I wanted my son working with another male figure and it needed to be somebody that specialized in working with young men, teenage boys. I didn't want somebody that was worked just with older men. So be really specific about who you help because when we're looking for help, we're usually looking for a very specific thing and a very specific audience and you know group. So just be specific on your website and then make the information on your site really easy to find. Put it where it's intuitive. If you think about, for example, going to a restaurant and you pick up the menu it's the appetizers and then the salads and then the main dish and then you have drinks and then you have a dessert. But if you ever were to pick up a menu, like I always use the example of the Cheesecake Factory, that menu is every you've ever eaten there. It is so ginormous. You cannot find anything on there. It's in the right order, but it's so overwhelming. It takes me forever to pick something to eat because it's too much. Yeah. So don't be the Cheesecake Factory, just basic, just put things right where they're supposed to be. The, the home, your about page, your, um, your work with me page or your services, and then make sure you include a contact page. I'm always really surprised at how many people don't have contact information in a place that I would look for it. And I'm going to look either at the top right of your website for a contact, either a page or a link or something, or I'll scroll down to the very bottom and look in the footer. But if you don't have it in either of those places, I'm, I'm never going to find it. So just put it somewhere that people know where it is. And then just a couple of other things that I recommend. Make sure that you have a really clear call to action. Make sure people know what they're supposed to do when they get to your website. Don't leave them hanging. You got them. They're there. They're reading. Tell them what to do next. What do I do? So give them that information and make it really clear. And then we all like social proof. So get some testimonials, ask people that have worked with you to write you something up. And it's really easy to get testimonials if you ask. The hardest part I think is just asking people for them, but ask those that you've worked with, hey, could you just write something up for me? And is it okay if I use it on my website? So get those testimonials. We all read reviews. We all read those. We all want, we want to... Kind of when we're making a decision, we want the confidence that we're making the right decision. And that's what those testimonials give us is the confidence that, hey, this worked for so-and-so and so-and-so, -and -so, so it's going to work for me. I'm making the right decision here. And then last of all, use your website to collect email addresses. They're really important. You should have a lead magnet on there. So make sure that you have a place that people can give you their email address because not everybody that gets to your website is ready to buy something. They may just be looking and they think, oh, this one looks good. 
and then give them something. So you can get their email address and you can follow up with them. And then I said the last one was last, but just kidding. I have one more. So um, this really is the last one, but these are pretty big. Make sure that your website loads fast in less than two seconds and it looks good on a, on a cell phone because a lot of us and especially moms are looking at their phone when they're waiting, when they're waiting for their kids, they're sitting in the carpool line, when they're sitting at the doctor's office, when they're sitting at that wrestling match and it's in between and their kid's not up and you know, you don't want to watch 12, my son wrestled, can you tell? And so you're just on your phone scrolling or, you know, whatever. So make sure it looks really good on a phone too. April. Those were just such simple, impactful strategies that anyone can implement. So you guys do your research, stop overcomplicating it. And don't forget about that phone view. It doesn't have to be as complex as we're making it out to be. April, this was incredible. This episode was packed full of so much value. Where can we learn more about you? So I'm really original. My website is aprilhyatt.com and my last name is spelled H-I-A-T-T. But if you spell it wrong, like the hotel, you still get me because I, I just pointed one to the other little trick. If you have a funny name like mine that's spelled different ways, you just buy the way people spell it wrong and you point it to the real one. So, but the real one is aprilhyatt.com. And then I also, is it okay, Amy, if I tell you what you can get on my website? Oh, please do. Okay. Awesome. So, uh, I, I have a lead magnet on my website too, or I would love it if you signed up and I got your email address, but it, what it is, is it's a, it's a layout. It's, it's your website layout. So it's not based on which, which platform you use, but it's how you lay out your website in a certain way that helps people go down the page. Cause when you're building it, you might be looking at a blank screen going, I have no idea what to put here and what goes next and what goes next. So it's called the high converting homepage layout, but you get the homepage, you get the about page, and you also get the services page. And I give you just exactly how to lay out those pages on your website. So you know exactly what to put where. That is amazing. If you could leave us with one takeaway before we leave, what would it be? I would say that don't not build a website because you think it's too hard or you don't know what to put on it or whatever. Just go for it. You can change it. It's not set in stone. So if you're thinking, okay, I think this is who I'm working with and I think this is what I'm doing and whatever. If you've got a pretty good idea of what you want to do, just do it. And then if it doesn't work, you change it. And then if that doesn't work, then you change it again. I've probably changed my website 12 times in the last, you know, four years or something. You just, you make changes as you go along. So don't not do something because you're not quite sure of exactly where you're going yet. You learn that along the way. So good. Such great advice. April, thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule to share your value with our community today. Until next time, stop dreaming and start taking messy action. You've got this. Are you loving what you're hearing? Do us a favor and hit that subscribe button so you don't miss an episode. 